and welcome to another edition of the First Norns Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, sitting across from Ryan O'Halloran. We cover these Broncos for the Denver Post. We're coming at you with a late-week podcast here. Looking ahead at the rest of the season, Ryan, because why not? It's a 3-6 and six team. A lot of what we're going to kind of maybe focus on moving forward is what's ahead for these Broncos. So I want to look at what the ideal situation is for them moving forward, right? They got seven games. They want to win every game because they're an NFL team and they're competitive and they want to win. But, Ryan, is there a situation on hand where maybe we have a team that it's better off if they lose more games and win more games because of draft positioning? I mean, we see this in, in other sports. I don't know if this will ever actually come to the NFL, but it's something to at least toss around, all right? You know, what do you think about the idea of the Broncos not doing so well and improving their overall future? Well, I think that's what's going on in Oakland. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm on an island on this one. There's nothing wrong with bottom out and saying, hey, you got to start over. This is not a reset. It needs to be a rebuild and, you know, take advantage of that draft position. You know, right now they got three wins. They're not in the top five. Um, you know, if, if you're a Bronco fan, you don't want them to not win again because uh, that means they'd finish with nine straight losses. But if you're also a long-range fan, you're just like, okay, Two more. Two more wins. That's all. Right. So if you're 5-11, and 11, then you're probably drafted in a top 12, top 13, which means if you want to move up, uh, it'll be a little bit easier than, uh, you know, 20 to 5. So um, if, you know, a win or two uh, to at least maybe match last year. But, uh, you know, if this team, like, wins three or four down the stretch, then you're like, you're in no man's land. There's going to be some griping at that point, right? And and I think rightfully so, just, you know, with sort of even the silver linings of the season not paying off for the Broncos in a, in a very bad year. So let's let's just look ahead. They've got seven games left, Ryan. They go to the Chargers. Uh, they host the Steelers. Uh, they go to the Bengals. Let's just sort of look at that first three stretch of games. Going to play the Chargers and hosting the Steelers, those are, I think, two of the the top teams in their respective leagues. You know, you could make an argument, at least. Uh, The Bengals, you know, this is a a team that just fired their defensive coordinator. There's some discord there. Best case scenario, the Broncos maybe squeak out a win in Cincinnati. I mean, what do you make of that? Well, you say best case. You you, want to say win two out of three. Yeah. Uh, can Can you beat the Steelers at home who are rolling right now? Uh, the Bengals, you know, that's going to be a half full stadium. Uh, can you, you know, steal a road win there by just harassing Andy Dalton every day? But uh, they're not going to be favored in any of those games. They're a seven-point dog at the Chargers on Sunday. So, you know, it's uh, Sunday will be – Sunday is their toughest remaining game. Yeah, no, I, I would say that's the truth. And looking forward from there, uh, I think this – you know, is probably the most winnable stretch of games the Broncos have left. Uh, after those first three, uh, the Broncos then go travel to the Niners, the two-win Niners. Uh, they host the Browns with Baker Mayfield, who obviously was exciting last week. I love watching the guy play. Maybe they're on an upswing, but it's the Browns, so hold your breath. And you mentioned the Raiders, who who might be actually doing the whole 76, 76ers uh, trust the, the process tank job to, to see what's going to happen in the future, sitting at one win. Ryan... If the Broncos win all three of these games, I think we could look at it in a multiple number of ways, right? You win at the end of the season, that just brings some confidence heading into the offseason, especially even if they go 3-1. and one. They lose to the Chargers the last game of the season. Maybe there's something to be said there. But like we said earlier, 
all these fans are going to be saying, great, we're beating all these bad teams, and all it's doing is hurting our future of maybe getting a top five pick and maybe going quarterback if if maybe that's the direction uh, the Broncos want to go long term, right? Yeah, and confidence doesn't carry over. I mean, you know, if you win games at the end, you're beating Nick Mullins. (laughs) That's a good point. Cleveland, who has just been up and down, mostly down, and then Oakland. That's the game you should win. Um, you know, if they do win a couple of those, what's important, and we'll write it, is it should not create a sense of progress. Uh, you know, whatever happens starting December 31st is going to what's going to set the table for 19, not how they finish this year. So let's say the Broncos do win three more games to end the season. Those three most winnable games that we just mentioned there, that put them at 6-10. and 10. Last year, the Niners finished 6-10, and 10, and they picked ninth, Ryan, which kind of maybe trends into my next question. Let's say the Broncos do want to go quarterback. I, I don't want to say that Case Keenum's time in Denver is, is over, but as they look to build, they want to get a guy maybe behind Keenum for the future. What's the difference, you think, in looking at the draft between getting a quarterback post number 10 versus getting a quarterback 1 through 10? Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a guy who slipped way to the bottom of the Packers, and obviously that panned out. But we've seen kind of these late first-round quarterbacks a lot of times maybe not be, you know, pan out or, or, or be franchise guys. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you look at the late first round. Teddy Bridgewater was a starter before he got hurt. Lamar Jackson uh, is just getting going as a rookie. Paxton Lynch, total bust. So the further you go down the draft, you know, the, the greater chances it's not going to work out. You know, this is a defense-heavy draft right now. Um, so let's say hypothetically the Broncos end up with a 12th pick. They could be sitting in a good position to say, hey, we're not going to trade up, but we're still going to get one of the three quarterbacks they like in that range. But you look at two years ago, Mahomes and Watson, the Texans and the Chiefs traded from the late 20s up into the teens. You don't want to trade down and wait for a quarterback. So if you're in that 12 to 16 range and you want a quarterback, you're probably best off just sitting tight. Right, and by no means are the Broncos guaranteed to make that move. But if you have a losing season, you might as well capitalize on that positioning, right? Well, I'll guarantee that if they don't make that move, they'll leave themselves open for criticism. Because that doesn't mean if they draft a guy, that doesn't mean he's going to start week one. I think this would be Case Keenum's team to start next year. But you cannot be banking on chasing a veteran quarterback every couple years. You know, you have to continue taking kicks at the can in the first round of quarterbacks and just hope one works out. And how many more chances will John Elway get? That's going to be another storyline, too, because every guy who comes in is going to be scrutinized. And if he falls to the Paxton Lynch pile, I mean, the, the pitchforks will, and will come out and, and, and the torches, and, and it's going to be pretty bad, I would imagine. Well, I mean, the criticism will be there for John, but the you know hot seat won't be. Right. So uh, that's why if, if you're John Elway, is you do draft a quarterback. Uh, you, you know, if there's a guy that you ha- maybe have on your board in the 25 to 30 range, maybe you try and move up a little bit in the second round using that extra fourth you got for Demarius Thomas. So uh, it would be concerning if you're a fan if the Broncos end the second night of the draft, so the first three rounds, without taking a quarterback. 
I would be disappointed if I was a fan after night one if they didn't take one. Right. Yes. And uh, something uh, we will have many months to talk about April far, far in the distance uh, as we wrap up the second half of this Broncos season. We'll sign out on that note. We appreciate you guys listening to the First and Orange podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us. Keep up to date with everything going on in Broncos country. Uh, you can check out all of our work at DenverPost.com. And as always, pick us up in the print edition every day, the Denver Post, and we will see you guys next time.